behind Kate Daniels. And I'm so aware of how so many of us are touched by, affected by hits to the head, concussions. So to have Dr. Michael Lewis join us this morning is really a great opportunity for learning. Dr. Lewis is a renowned expert on brain health, particularly the use of omega-3 fatty acids for the prevention, management, and rehabilitation of concussions and traumatic brain injury. He founded the Brain Health Education and Research Institute in late 2011 when he retired as a colonel after a distinguished 31-year career in the U.S. Army. Dr. Michael Lewis, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us. Good morning, Kate. How are you doing today? Well, I am doing great because I am so happy that we're able to connect and have a great conversation that I expect is going to impact more lives than we can imagine because the whole idea of brain injury, of concussions, is something that affects way too many people these days, I feel, and we maybe just aren't aware of all that goes on, all the repercussions, and what we need to do about it. Well, the good news is we are becoming more aware, uh, so we're at least heading in the right direction. And I think it's because of uh, your kind of work, of these kinds of conversations, because I would say easily a decade ago there certainly wasn't this kind of awareness. No, and, uh, you know, we could criticize the NFL all day long, and certainly there's plenty of room to do that. Um, But, uh, you know, as far as if we look at the positive side of things, all the attention that's been paid to the NFL and head injuries over the last 10 years or so, and, and of course, also the military uh, with the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, if you choose to look at the positives, you could say that our awareness has certainly increased in the last 10 years, and I think that's a really, really important thing. Absolutely, because obviously it's very significant what happens to those in professional sports and what has happened to our military service people. And then we find that, of course, sports and a lot of physical activity is part of what our kids do. So it's so much a part of our lives and Would you say that with younger people, it's even much more critical with kids? It's more critical about what happens with head injuries and concussions? Well, yes, and but I I have to point out, I think that uh, it's incredibly important that we get our kids off the couches and out playing. I'm a huge, huge proponent, a huge fan and proponent uh, of team sports have always played team sports my whole life. And I like to say that life is a team sport. And those lessons that you learn on the playing fields as a kid are things that you should take forward with you for the rest of your life. And no matter what you do in business as you become an adult, if you think about it, what do you learn in team sports? You learn how to be a teammate. You learn how to play with others. You learn perseverance and leadership, all the things that are important for the rest of life, and no better place to learn it than on the playing field. Not to mention, it's getting kids off the couches and hopefully dealing with some of the obesity that's uh, probably an even bigger problem in the United States today. Absolutely. So it is a matter of uh, perhaps approaching these sports activities with greater awareness. Is there uh, education that needs to go on with kids in terms of this? Well, uh, certainly, education is an important part, and I think that that's 
been one of the most important aspects over the last, just even the last very few years. A lot of high schools now have athletic trainers on the sidelines of uh, of sports, not just football. And uh, I think a lot of awareness, which is really becoming, is really education of uh, of coaches down to even um, the peewee leagues, if you call them that, all the way up through colleges and stuff, to where when a when a head injury is possibly occurred, if there was a, an impact or somebody took an elbow to the head on the soccer field or basketball field or a fastball to the, you know, to the helmet and baseball, not to mention, you know, what we see in hockey and lacrosse and football, helmet-to-helmet contacts, coaches are becoming much, much more aware of get that kid, pull him out of danger, and uh, don't let him back in the game. And that's really important. And if we can get the culture down to where the players are thinking, I might have taken an impact that might affect my head or my teammate might have. We need to get to the point where the culture is that we pull them out of the the game. And, And we've seen that in the NFL, even though some of the players get criticized for saying they might have taken a hit to the head and they pull themselves out of the game, I think that's the changing culture that we need to see, that we really value safety as much as we value the physical activity of team sports. So having said this, of of the awareness and the precautions we need to take and we see are beginning to be taken, a concussion, what is it that's actually happened to a person when a concussion occurs? Well, the, the biggest and easiest way to, to look at this is it's essentially a bruising of the brain. That's, that's the easiest way. Uh, the medical community itself cannot come to a, a definitive conclusion what a concussion is. They're, in fact, they're very much like snowflakes. They're all unique and individual, and, and every situation and every person is different. But if you think of it as a bruising of the brain, and you know, how is that happening? Well, it may be a helmet-to-helmet contact, or it may be a slip on the ice and you fall and hit your head. Um, and what happens is that the brain is inside your skull, and it gets slammed up against the inside of the skull, and that causes this bruising. And that's that initial impact, whether it's from uh, exposure to uh, an IED explosion in Iraq or Afghanistan, or whether it's a slip and fall on the ice or a uh, shoved up against the boards in a hockey game. Uh, that's the that's what we call the primary injury. Uh, what's more concerning is what happens after that. Is you've got a secondary injury that starts to occur, and that happens from seconds to minutes to days to weeks and even months, where you have all these biochemical reactions, this inflammation, and and as you know. Inflammation is important. When you have an injury, you need the inflammation to get in there and help start the repairing process. But what happens now in today's society and, and our, uh, the way we eat and our, the American diet is that inflammation isn't getting turned off, and it becomes this wildfire that's burning out of control. And, but we need to approach more ways of how do we deal with that chronic inflammation or how to shut off that inflammatory reaction. And there's some good ways that I've been working on.
And we certainly do want to get to those. I'm thinking in terms of our kids, of youth, and if they have uh, bumped heads on the field, either with a helmet or I'm thinking even in terms of soccer, you know, they have that physical contact or contact with the ball. If it appears that they may have had a head injury, what should their parent be doing? Well, two things. Number one is the coaches, the parents, the players, anybody involved in the game, athletic trainers and so on, the most important thing that can be done is is get the kid or the player out of harm's way. You don't want to have one impact compounded by a second impact uh, that could actually be devastating. When you hear about a kid dying on a football field from a from a big hit, most commonly what you find out was a couple of days earlier or earlier in the game, uh, they had a big hit. and they, So what happened is they probably had a first concussion and they weren't adequately recovered from it uh, when they took a second hit. And that is what can be actually very devastating. Um, I approach it a little bit differently, but, and that's the most important thing. And the second thing, of course, is to seek uh, immediate um, medical care from a, a qualified expert. Um, and that's, you know, there's no replacement for that. I've been working a little bit more over the last number of years, uh, both during my time uh, in the, the U.S. Army and since I've retired, on more of how can we deal with it sort of proactively? How can we improve the, the ability of the brain can we improve the resilience of the brain to withstand injury? And, um, and I've done uh, some work both with prevention and, and treatment of head injuries using really good nutrition and, and specifically using fish oils and omega-3 fatty acids, what the brain's made of in the first place. And so there's a preventive aspect of it, but as we've been talking about con- con- uh, the concussions, let's first talk about what your protocol is that you've developed that works with persons who have had the concussions. Well, let, let me tie a couple of things together. Uh, it all started really with the, the Sago mine accident in January 2006 and in West Virginia. And I don't know if you remember, if your listeners remember, but there was the, the uh, coal mine accident, and a, a number of young men died, and there was one lone survivor. He was inches away from death. And when they pulled him out of the ground, and he had severe carbon monoxide poisoning that had killed all his friends uh, and coworkers. And so once they did all the things that they would do for carbon monoxide poisoning, they were left with a guy that didn't have a lot of brainwave activity. And so the neurosurgeon uh, that was caring for him is a guy named Dr. Julian Bales, who your, your listeners may recognize. He's the character that was played by Alec Baldwin in the, in the movie Concussion. And so Dr. Bales, he looked at it as, well, you know, we, we've got nothing to lose. Let's flood his brain with what it took to make the brain in the first place, and that's omega-3 fatty acids like you would get from fish oil. And so that's what they did. So, in fact, I got to know Julian Bales not long after that. And, um, and about a year or so after that, I got a call from a family friend that, uh, that there was an 18-year-old kid nearby uh, where I live was in a bad car accident. 
severe traumatic brain injury, and we looked at it, and, and I convinced the neurosurgeon in that case, why don't we try high-dose omega-3s uh, like they did with the Sega wine accident uh, and see if it would work for traumatic brain injury. And, and in fact, that 18-year-old went on to graduate high school. He wasn't even expected to survive the weekend, but he graduated high school three months later, and now five years later he's a full-time college student uh, and working two part-time jobs. So it just sort of carried on from there. Uh, and I looked at it, it was, well, we certainly have enough uh, young men and women coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan that are in similar situations where they have brain injuries. And what are we doing? Why can't we use omega-3 fatty acids to help them recover, help the brain recover from those from those injuries? And uh, that, in fact, is what I've made my life's work now. That is beyond exciting. These stories really describe some incredible advances. And so you have inroads because of your history of your career in the military and the Army. And thinking of all the traumatic brain injury with returning service people, is this now being used well, it's being used intermittently. Um, there are some. It's everybody would think you know the me- military medical system is just is one monolithic system, and in fact, it's you know whether it's the VA or whether it's the Department of Defense or whether it's your university hospitals. Um, unfortunately, there's not one overarching way of dealing with this, and in fact, doctors and hospitals make individual decisions. So. In the military and in the VA, some hospitals use the protocols that I've designed, and and some don't. And it's unfortunate because it hasn't, it's not standard of care medicine. But you have to also look at what is the standard of care, and and essentially the standard of care is we're just going to wait and see if the brain will heal itself. And I just didn't accept that. I just think that there's more we can do. We can be more proactive. How do we provide the nutritional foundation, not as a drug or as a cure for traumatic brain injury, but how do we provide that nutritional foundation to help the brain, provide those raw materials for the brain to heal itself? And, and in fact, that's what I found. So I designed two basic protocols, one for a severe traumatic brain injury, if your loved one's is, is in a coma, for example, um, but also one that's that is more applicable to most people is I just call it the Omega Protocol, and and I make these available when I retired from the military. I make them available on my website, which is www.brainhealtheducation.org or org. And um, so this nonprofit that I started, I make these two protocols freely available to anybody that wants to download them. Fabulous, and we'll mention that again. And the protocol is then to use the omega-3 fatty acids on a regular basis, even if, would you say, even if we have not suffered any kind of injury, is that a good thing to follow? Well, I, I think that good nutrition is always a good thing to follow. And one of the problems that we have is our, our American diet has become unbalanced. And what I mean by that is that in many ways, but certainly when we're talking about fatty acids, 
um, that make up the brain. There's, there's two that are what we're really concerned about. And we're concerned about omega-6s, which are very pro-inflammatory, um, and omega-3s, which are anti-inflammatory. And we were designed, our bodies were designed to be in balance with that. But the American diet has been become so skewed over the over the last 40, 50, 60 years that there it's the balance of that instead of one to one has become 20 or even 25 to one in favor of the omega sixes, the pro-inflammatory. So what happens is, um, I, as I mentioned before, you get this inflammatory reaction, this burning fire that that needs to be put out, and that fire extinguisher, the omega threes. Um, there's just not enough of them in our diet to overcome the amount of omega-6s. So I looked at how do we flood the brain with omega-3s to get that balance back as quickly as possible. And are there side effects? Yeah, the side effects are great. The side effects are decreased headaches, decreased brain fog, better cognition, more energy, all the side effects that you actually want. And uh, and so it's been a tremendous um Tremendous experience. Uh, my my website hit gets about a thousand hits a day, and um, so hopefully I'm reaching a, a number of people out there. And that that's exciting that you're getting that m- that many people really searching for this kind of information. So the omega three fatty acids are naturally found in fish, but we're not really going to be able to eat enough fish. So we do really need to look towards supplements, don't we? Well, uh, that's my belief. And it, it, not only because you, there's a number of good reasons. Number one uh, is we, you know, we're so out of balance. And particularly, if you want to address a head injury quickly, um, yeah, the the right answer is we need to decrease the amount of omega-6s in the diet. But that's a very, very long-term proposition. How do we do it in a matter of days or minutes or hours is you need to flood the body with omega-3s. And you can't do that by eating a lot of fish, and people won't eat that much fish. So, um, so it's actually much more economic to take supplements to address the problem right away. And good, high-quality, purified supplements, there's no risk of mercury and toxins and stuff like that. So if you're looking for supplements, there's a broad market of supplements out there. And so you really want to look for a good quality fish oil like Nordic Naturals or some of the other companies that are really well-known um, to be effective, be pure, and... And in reality, they're much more economical than trying to eat fish three, four times a day. <laughs> Which, yes, we would stop pretty quickly because we'd be... It wouldn't happen, would it? <laughs> it just would not. And and thinking in terms then of taking the supplements, what's a rule of thumb if we are you know, considering ourselves healthy? How much, how many milligrams or how many capsules would we be using? Well, the FDA uh, recognizes, they, they call it GRAS or GRAS or generally recognized as safe, up to 3,000 milligrams of the two main ingredients of fish oil, EPA and DHA. I'll just give you the initials. And that actually is the equivalent of five or six capsules a day, um, which is a lot. So I, I typically recommend that um, that. A healthy person, if they want to stay healthy and more in balance, should take 
four or five capsules of good quality fish oils like Nordic Naturals or some of the other companies, and that they take four or five a day. Um, and let me let me drive this really close to home. My 15-year-old son plays high school football, and I don't let him leave the table a single day, 365 days a year, not just during the playing season, but I don't let him leave the table without taking five capsules of Nordic natural fish oil every single day. And I'm looking, and, and actually, I'll get back to, you know, what have I published? Um, Julian Bales, uh, I mentioned before, he and I published a, uh, a manus- scientific manuscript basically saying that soldiers and athletes, anybody that's at risk of a, of a head injury, should be taking five capsules of fish oil every single day to increase the resilience of the brain to withstand injury. And if that fails, you at least have the body much more balanced if an injury does occur. You already have the omega-3s on board. Very, very exciting how we can really make such a difference in our lives. And if it's making already such a difference, as you illustrated uh, for us, Dr. Lewis, in persons who have had brain injuries, if we are just in our natural life, doing this should actually sharpen our brain. And I I would expect give us longevity or or are you not ready to go that next step? (laughs) Well, there's actually a really, there's a lot of great science out there. I I try to keep up with it. Uh, I put out a weekly newsletter. And if you you go on the brainhealtheducation.org website, you can sign up for the newsletter. I put it out mostly weekly. Um, you know, sometimes events of life get uh, get a little bit busy if I'm traveling or something. But um, so I'm really I keep up to date with the science, and there's great science that comes out about the ability of fish oil and and the right doses to be able to help with depression and bipolar disease and even ADHD. But I, I think one of the more exciting ones I just saw just one or two days ago, there's a great study out of Spain that showed that women, uh, and this they followed women for, um, I think it was five or six years, and basically women who ate more fish when they were pregnant, their, five years later, their offspring, their children, were doing much better, much less issues with asthma and autism, um, and mentally, uh, their IQs were higher than their counterparts who, uh, whose mothers did not eat very much fish when they were pregnant. So there's incredible science that it's coming out these days about omega-3s. Again, so very exciting. I feel concerned, though, thinking in terms of we should all be using the omega-3 fish oils, are we going to run out of the fish to supply this oil? Well, there, there are definitely some alternatives. There's, um, uh, there's some fish oil is not actually fish oil. It's actually derived from algae. Uh, so vegetarians, it's good, you know, it, it's okay for uh, vegans and vegetarians because it comes from algae because it was actually started from a NASA space program back in the 80s when they were looking at what do we need to keep somebody alive going to and from Mars. And one of the things they said is we need omega-3s. They're that important. And somebody asked the brilliant question, well, 
where do fish get their omega-3s? And, in fact, they get it from algae, just like grass-fed beef on the, on, uh, on the cattle side. is There's a big difference in the omega-3 levels of a grass-fed, of grass-fed beef as compared to grain-fed beef, which is very, you know, not, so, not so high in omega-3s and much, much higher in omega-6s. So, you, you know, we get omega-3s originally through the consumption of leafy green vegetables, whether that's algae or grass or eating your spinach and, and so on. But um, part of it is that, that process of making the longer omega-3s, which are much more important. And, the, and it's best to consume those directly, either from an algae-based fish oil or, um, or fish oil itself. So the the big news here is to take a look at the supplements that are available, have some fish occasionally, but really make sure that this is a consistent part of our daily regimen so that we are building brain health. And would you say then it's really, uh, well, you said you have your son take a daily. There's really a preventive aspect. It gives the, the brain that kind of resiliency, I would expect. Well, absolutely. And it's not just my son. I, I have uh, two teenagers. I have a teenage daughter and um, as well as a son. And um, my wife and I do the same thing. So all four of us, um, on a regular basis, every single day, we take four or five capsules of good quality fish oil. Um, and, and we do it for general good health. It's good, you know, it, it's been shown to be healthy for joints. It's been healthy in not just your brain. It's heart healthy. There's so many good reasons, and it really it does actually get back to the concept of our bodies were designed to be in balance. And with the American diet today, um, fast foods and processed foods and so on and so on, and even even the the food supply, what the um, you know what the chickens and pork and beef are being fed as well, um, have thrown us out of balance. And the quickest way to get back into balance is through supplementation, as you mentioned. Terrific. And you mentioned uh, the movie that's out, Concussion. It came out recently, and and it features your your friend, Dr. Bales. Do you feel that the movie is really doing a, a, a good education as well in terms of informing the public? Well, I, I think it, it's doing a good job of educating. I think it's, uh, in some ways, it's scary. Um, I think there'll be some reaction where parents will say that, you know, I'll never let my kid play football. Um, unfortunately, you know, for the movie and for the, the financial backers of the movie, I guess they, they decided to release it up against Star Wars. So that, that's kind of, <laughs> that was kind of a interesting move. Um, so it's always tough to go against a brand new Star Wars movie for sure. But I think that it's going to continue to uh, increase awareness, which I think is the most important thing. You know, some people will say that we should, you know, we got to eliminate football. And I think that that's just crazy. I, I'm, as I said, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge proponent and advocate of team sports. I grew up playing football and rugby all the way up through and beyond college, and I think that team sports are a really important part of growing and a part of life. And if we eliminate football, guess what? Soccer is going to fill that void and hockey and so on, 
and they're not without risk either. And particularly with women playing and girls, adolescent girls playing soccer, they're some of the worst injuries I've ever seen are in girls' soccer. So if we eliminate football, something else is just going to fill that void. Exactly. So the thing is to create balance in our lives. The nutritional aspect, of course, is so key here, as we've been talking about using omega-3 fish oils. And of course, your service in terms of providing this educational website, I think, is great, Dr. Lewis. Could we mention that again? Sure. It's uh, www.brainhealtheducation.org or brainhealthbrainhealtheducation.org, and um, and so I, I've done two things when I when I retired from military services. I started this nonprofit, and I've also gone into private practice and to deal with these patients one on one. And so, not just out there trying to get the word around, but also putting it into practice myself. So perfect. I so greatly appreciate your work, all that you're doing, and certainly taking time to impart this information with us this morning. This has been so great. Dr. Lewis, thank you for your committed service. Well, thank you, Kate. And it's such an important message out there that I think just needs to continue to go. You know, we've got the Super Bowl coming up, so everybody's you know, much more focused on football, and and of course, with that focus comes head injury, focus on head injuries, and so I think this is a message, timely, uh, that we need to get out that we can continue to participate in these sports, but we can find ways to do it safer. And I look at it from the inside out, not just better helmet protection, but how do you protect the brain from the inside out? Absolutely. Well, again, so many thanks for your time and for your work. Thank you, Kate.